Hello, everyone. I'm Caleb. And I'm Joey. Welcome back to Two Preachers and a Podcast. Again, we're grateful, as always, that you have taken some time to study with us. Um, we are excited to be able to continue this podcast podcast now for a few weeks. Uh, we started at the beginning of this year. We missed a week because uh, of weather, uh, but we're back on track here, and we're excited to continue studying uh, with each of you. Um we, all, we always ask before, uh, at the beginning and, and the end of every podcast, if you uh, have an opportunity, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can find it on any podcast platform uh, that you get your podcasts. Uh, and please, if you will, leave a rating or review and also give it a share. And certainly that would help uh, help us out and help the podcast out as well. Uh, we've, we've been discussing uh, several different questions uh, over the course of our first few episodes. So we're going to uh, vary up these questions as we go through. Uh, but I think we're wrapping up this particular question today, uh, uh, or this week rather, uh, and that is the question of, of why so serious. Um, and we've talked about several different things that are extremely important, extremely uh, pertinent for us to, to be thinking about and to understand as uh, we strive to live lives that are uh, in, in line with, with the Word of God. Um, last week, we talked about heaven, certainly a uh, 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 I guess an easy subject to talk about, uh, one that uh, makes us feel happy, uh, knowing that uh, that, that is uh, our heavenly home uh, one day should we live faithful lives uh, to God. But there's a flip side to that, um, and that is what we're going to talk about today. And so we're going to ask the question, why so serious about hell? And I guess it's kind of a, a funny way to phrase it. Uh, uh, so I guess, I don't, I don't know, you know, we talk about being serious about things. Obviously, we're serious about hell. Um, I, I guess in the sense of not because, you know, we want to go there, but because we don't want to go there. That's why we're serious uh, about the things that we do in the way that we live our lives. So uh, let's begin kind of lay some lay some groundwork here, uh, Joey, by talking about this first question. What exactly is hell? Yeah, before we get into that, I just want to piggyback off of something that you just said, you know, <clears throat> the why so serious about it. And you know, I didn't think to get the statistics before we came yeah. in here, but it it is interesting to me that in surveys that have been done in society, there are way more people who believe in heaven sure. than there are who believe in hell. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's like black and white, salt and pepper. Right. I mean, it, it's a situation where, you know, if, if one exists, the other does. Right. You know, and right. so... You know, you, you have to be just as serious about this subject uh, as you are about uh, heaven. Right. Yeah. So it, it's an important uh, subject. Uh, people don't like to talk about it. And right. that's why as preachers of the gospel and as Bible students, we have to be serious about it because it's a subject, quite frankly, that people would just assume uh, avoid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting, too. Um People don't like to talk about it because it, I guess it, it presents the reality of that being a place that we could go. Yes. All right. And nobody, nobody wants to think about that. Um, and that makes people come to a, a crossroads of having to make a choice. You know, obviously if it's real, then it's certainly a place that I could go to. So what do I have to do to make sure I don't go there? 
And then that, you know, begins making someone think, okay, well, how do I need to live my life? And that's, that's hard. It's difficult. People don't want to do that. And so it's just, like you said, it's just easier, right? To, right. to assume that it, just to think that it's not there and only worry about heaven. And not to beat a dead horse here, but you know, it's kind of like you go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you've got a serious illness and it doesn't look good. And, uh, you know, you, you may go home and somebody asks you, well, how did it go with the doctor today? And you right. say, I don't want to talk about it. Right. You know, and I still don't want to talk about it. Right. And you, you may not feel like talking about it, but not talking about it doesn't make it go away. Sure. Right. And yeah. not talking about hell doesn't make hell go away. Right. Ignorance is not bliss, right. you know, in, in situations like this. So, so all of that. <laughs> to, <laughs> to get to the question, what is hell? And, you know, just going straight into this, uh, the word Gehenna in the New Testament is used to identify that place that is the ultimate abode of those who are rejected by God. Right. You know, there really are two classes of people as far as judgment and eternity is concerned. Right. Those who are right with God and those who are wrong. Uh, with God. And while heaven is the place that is associated with those who, you know, have aligned themselves in obedience to God, hell is the place associated with those who have done just the opposite. They have rejected God's will or have come up short of, of what God's expectations were. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And I think it's important to understand too, that, um, you know, when, when somebody dies in this life, um, there is uh, a waiting place before they get right. to this place called hell, right? What we would consider to be the the Hadean realm. And yeah. within that, there are, um, it, it's split, I guess, into two areas, right? Paradise or Abraham's bosom and yep. then torments. Um, you, you can read more about that in Luke chapter 16. Um, I think that's important to understand too, that this is not, and again, on the flip side, you know, if you have a faithful Christian who dies, they don't just go straight to heaven either. There's a waiting place, um, before you get there, but that's not to say that torments is, you know, a place you want to go to anyway. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, that, and that's kind of a hard concept to, to wrap your mind around, you know, but I, there is that place. The Bible speaks of it. Luke 16 demonstrates it. And I think Revelation 20, 13 is helpful because there, the Bible says that in the end, at judgment, death in Hades will give up the dead that are in them. Right. So there, there, people, when they die, they go into this abode where disembodied spirits are. Right. And, it, and it's a waiting place and you know i don't know everything i know about that but it's a waiting place right but that's not the final abode there's still the judgment and then the eternal assignment that people receive yeah absolutely and i think it's important to to understand this too like you know as we sit here and talk about this we talked about i think this kind of aspect when we talked about heaven last week we don't know everything that there is to know about what this place is, what these places are going to look like, what exactly they're going to be like. Um, but we know enough to know that there certainly is a place that we want to go and there's certainly a place that we want to avoid. Um, I think that's, that's the important thing to understand here, right? Yeah, along those lines, Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, reminds that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Right. It wasn't, wasn't prepared for us. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, that's the takeaway for me of, what is hell 
it's a place that was prepared for the very worst right. that you can imagine. Right. And it's certainly not a place uh, that we should have any interest in going. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've heard somebody, I was having a conversation with, with somebody um, not long ago um, about hell. And a lot of people, you know, I, I don't know if it's, it's maybe this is their way of trying to cope uh, with them knowing they're making the wrong decisions and knowing that that's where they're going to go. But a lot of times people, I guess, have kind of a skewed view of hell and what it's like um, in the sense of, you know, they think maybe that's this big party and they're going to be able to, you know, sin all they want and have friends with, with all these people there and party it up with the devil. Who's yeah. They've there. been so, watching Percy Jackson. Right. There. Right. They, they have this, this <laughs> twisted view of what it's really and truly going to be like. Um, and I think that kind of takes <laughs> us into our second question of what does hell look like? Well, I can tell you it's not going to look like, a great party that you're going to be able to go and enjoy with your friends and, you know, make friends with the devil. Um, because, and I think it's important to understand like the devil, the devil knows what it's going to be like. He knows that it's a place that's been prepared for him. It's a place of torment, you know, eternal pain and torture. Um, and because of the way that he is, he wants you there with him, but he wants you there to have to suffer with him. Right. It's not a place where he's like, you know, let's let's join in together and enjoy this place together. But it, it, that's not it. Um, and when you look through uh, different passages in the Bible um, that talk about, you know, that give us, again, descriptions of hell, places like Revelation 21 and verse eight, talking about it burning with fire and brimstone. Matthew 25, 46, it's everlasting punishment. Second uh, Thessalonians 1 and verse nine, it's everlasting destruction. Matthew 13, 50 talks about it um, as a furnace, uh, talks about the wailing and gnashing of teeth, Mark 9, 43, a fire that will never be quenched. Um, again, it's we don't quite know what it's going to be like. That's but, enough, though. Right, it's, <laughs> that, and that's the point. It, it's, it's enough for, for us to know that this is not a place that I want to go. Yeah, you, you have stated everything, essentially, that I uh, had made note of to, to mention the furnace of fire, you know, wailing, right, right. you know, it, you, you think about someone just crying in excruciating pain, you know, that's the yeah. sense that I get from wailing and gnashing of teeth from Matthew yeah. 13, you know, the fire and brimstone, I think of Genesis 19 with Sodom and Gomorrah, how yeah. God rained fire and brimstone from heaven down on that place. And, you know, that you've got similar language uh, outer darkness, you mentioned Matthew 22, uh, and, and really that's, you know, the uttermost darkness is dark is dark. Right. You know, I mean, you hear people talk about the thickness of, you know, darkness, mm -hmm. you know, that I, it's just, it's just horrible language intended to demonstrate how horrible the place is. But right. I think, I think the most telling word in all of the description of hell that there possibly could be is the word everlasting. Yeah. You know, it is unending in duration. Right. So if you, you smash your finger, it hurts really bad, but mm -hmm. eventually it stops hurting. You get a cut, you get a broken bone. It, it can be excruciating, dislocated a joint. It can be excruciating, but eventually it stops. Right. But that, that's the difference here. We're talking about something that is everlasting. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Never ending. And again, that's, that's something that can sometimes be hard to comprehend. Um, but, you know, and understanding, you know, we, we look at heaven and how, you know, we, we, that's easier to understand, right? That it's going to be a never ending place of joy, happiness, peace, because we like those things. We enjoy those things. But when you think about hell, how horrible, how terrible it is. And the fact that it will never end as well, then that kind of puts things into perspective a little bit, right? Uh, right. Of some of the things that, that we have to, yeah, if you if you go to the grocery store with your wife and she goes into the store <laughs> and you sit in the car, <laughs> you're going to be sitting in the car as long as she's in right. the grocery store. So if I mean if you imagine I'll probably get in trouble for that illustration <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> you think of heaven and the length of it, right? right. It's everlasting. Well, on the flip side of the coin, yeah. forever is you know, the time frame of this uh, horrible place. Right. Absolutely. Well, as we talk about, obviously, we've, we've talked more so, I guess, um, in this half of the podcast about the place itself, what it, trying to understand what it looks like, what it's going to be like. Certainly, we've already discovered um, and talked about it's a place that none of us want to go. But just to even, I guess, kind of further prove the point that we don't want to be there, let's talk about who's going to be there. Um, who will be in hell one day? Well, Matthew twenty five forty one, right. the devil and his angels, you know, for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, this that alone, right? Like we kind of talked about before, that alone makes us not want to have any part or any place of this. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think anybody, you know, people who are not submissive to the will of God, you know, it's, it's laid out in scripture time and time again. If you are submissive and faithful to, to God's will, then you're going to spend your eternity in heaven with him. So there being only two options, it logically, the only other place for the people who are not submissive would be this place called hell. Yeah. I, you know, I think there may be a mindset in society today where people say, uh, religion. Yeah. I don't, I don't play that game. You know, I'm not interested in that. And so they think heaven and hell are places associated with religion and God. I don't believe in God. I don't ascribe to religion. Therefore heaven and hell doesn't apply to me, but it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Right. Right. It, God is regardless of whether you believe him or not. Right. Uh, We're to practice pure religion before God. And so, when God judges us based upon the will that he's given, that's going to apply to everybody regardless of whether they ascribe to religion or not. Right. And the assignments are going to be heaven or hell. Right. And it will be completely based upon, of course, the grace, mercy, and love of God, but also his justice based upon what he's instructed men to do. I think Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21 uh, is helpful here. Where Paul says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. He goes on, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so everyone that's not in heaven is in hell. Right. Right. There's right. no middle ground. There. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of going back to your point, um, you know, you think about a, a parent and a child 
a parent has the authority over their child. Um, and the child, even though he may not like the authority or listen to the authority or respect the authority, the authority's still there, right? Um, and that child can think, you know, I can do whatever I want. Uh, but that doesn't make the parent any less of a parent over that child or have any less authority over that child. And you're, you're not the boss of me. Right, because, right. And yeah. I've, I've always heard this too, that there's there will be no atheists in hell yeah. because every single atheist will be a believer at that point, right? right. Um, but I think I just think it's important, you know, it, it, there's it's going to be, people kind of, you know, going off the list that you talked about, um, people that we wouldn't want to spend any time around here in this life. Um, so why would we want to spend any time around them in the next life um, where we're all suffering together? So certainly just just some important things to, to think about. Uh, as we bring this to a close, let's, let's talk about this as we um, – I've have ended every single episode uh, with our toolbox time, um, kind of getting into some uh, some tips and tricks and things for us to make this applicable to our lives. So uh, we kind of ended last week talking about how do we make sure that we live our lives um, here so that we can go to heaven, so that heaven could be in our, our home. And so I guess along the same lines, um, how do we ensure now that we do not have, uh, have hell as our home uh, when this life is over? Okay. You want me to go first? Go for it. All right. So I, there are two passages that came to my mind as I thought about this that I think give some very practical insight into this. And the first one is in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, where Paul tells Timothy of God that he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And then the second one is 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 where Peter says the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So in answering the question, how do I ensure that I do not go to hell, in light of these passages, I would say the first thing is you need to come to a knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. God desires all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Right, And that will help you prepare for heaven and avoid hell. The second one comes out of 2 Peter 3, 9. We need to repent of sin and turn to God. So come to the knowledge of the truth, repent of the wrong that we've committed, turn toward God in obedience to him. And then I would throw in Matthew 25, 46, which we've, we've mentioned already, where uh, Jesus says the righteous will inherit eternal life. So right-doing people who align themselves with God, who are willing to repent and turn away from sin based on their knowledge of truth, you know, are people who are who are who have charted a path toward heaven. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when, when you live your life in a way of preparation for heaven, you are, you know, just by default, automatically prepping yourself to not go to hell. Um, so it's not mis- maybe necessarily, you know, how do I live my life so I don't go to hell? But it's more, how do I live my life so that I do go to heaven? And when I do that, I'm automatically prepping myself to not go to the place called hell. Um, but I think something that's important, we've kind of touched on this already, you know, accepting the reality of the fact that, you know, hell is a very real option. It's a very real destination um, for people who don't, uh, 
who don't submit to the will of God. And so when I live uh, with understanding that that is a, a, an actual place that I could go, then that should, um, along with, you know, my love for God and, and my want to do his will, to serve him, to worship him because of what he's done for me along with that. Um, I guess maybe it is a little bit of a, perhaps a fear of, I don't want to go to this place yeah. because of how horrible and terrible it is. Um, and so that should help propel me and motivate me to live uh, my life the right, in the right kind of way. Do you think it would be fair to say that for the Christian, uh, we don't necessarily fear hell, but we respect the reality of it? Sure. You know, like a, a child shouldn't, you know, live in dread and fear of a parent, but they right. should respect the reality of a parent. P- society, people in society shouldn't live in fear of the authority structures that are in place, right. but they should live with a, a, a respect for the reality of sure. those structures. Absolutely. And I think you can even say that, uh, you know, uh, along the same lines of talking about death too. Like, you know, you understand that it's, it's going to happen, yeah. um, but you don't necessarily live your life scared of it the right. whole time, especially for faithful children of God. Sure. Um, so you understand it's going to happen and you respect the fact that it will, but you allow that to also shape the way that you live your life uh, going forward. So, you know, talking about hell is not easy. It's not fun, but it's certainly important to do so. Um, and when we talk about it, I think it helps us remember um, how horrible and terrible it is, but also how great heaven is going to be. Um, and certainly that's a, uh, th- that is our our destination of where we want to go uh, and ensuring that we live our lives in such a way to make that become a reality uh, for each of us. Uh, so we're grateful that you are, uh, that, that you're with us for this podcast, Joey, thanks for hopping on today and, and yeah. talking about this, this subject. Um, certainly grateful for each of you uh, who are listening to, uh, to this particular podcast. We always say that, you know, you are more than welcome to uh, ask us any questions. You can reach out to us. You're also welcome to visit us um, here uh, at the Roanoke church of Christ uh, meeting on Wednesdays for Bible class and also on Sundays for worship. You can find more information about that uh, in the show notes below. So we're appreciative if you would uh, consider worshiping with us and talking with us about uh, these biblical things. Uh, We're always grateful that you're with us. We're looking forward to being with you next week. And until then, may God bless.